Hello, everybody. Thursday night here in the USA. How's everybody doing tonight? Beautiful, beautiful. Thought I'd pop on on a Thursday night because this weekend is the July 4th weekend, guys. I will not be broadcasting this weekend. And also on our phone from uh, Canada is uh, Judy. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Hi, everybody. Good to be here. And what a nice surprise. Yep. Our normal question is, Judy, what's our normal question? Well, I know it's can you hear me, can you see me, and I can't see you at all yet. <laughs> all right. We're waiting, so, for, we're waiting for replies. We're waiting for replies. Oh, okay. Dot the dots in the house. Barbara Perry's oh, in the house. Good. The professor's in the house. Cindy's in the house. Everybody's in the house. What the heck? Good. Everybody in the house because of all these storms like me, trees falling down, branches all over. And it's also happy Canada Day today to Judy and my Canadian members. And we've had a beautiful day, at least here in southern Ontario anyway. And Cindy, this is my light gray polo. Maybe it don't show up good on cam because of my lighting, but it's my light gray polo for a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks to you guys that are stopping in. Jenny's always here. Curtis is always here. My main crew is always here. And also, as you guys know, I have to start every live broadcast with a special thank you to the Quest of Oak Island Templar soldiers, captains, and grandmasters on the paid YouTube site. Those are the guys that keep me going. And uh, it's to Michelle and Renee and Roxy and Mike and Annette and Jazdia and Wayne and Starlene and the other Annette and uh, soldiers are Michelle and Daniel and Josh and Virginia and Gene and Cindy and Becky. And the big shout-outs go to Judy, Barbara, Daniel, and Mike for their extra support to keep us going. And Judy's on the line, and I always got to thank her live for her support. Thank you, Judy. You're welcome, always. And Cindy, does that mean your hair is light gray also? <laughs> Cindy, my hair is the way it is. No dye, no nothing. Gray in the beard on the bottom. The rest is all natural. You know what I mean, Cindy? All natural here. You're seeing Johnny in the natural. Nothing fake here on me. Nothing fake here in our group. You see it, this is how you get it, me and my group. And Barbara says, it looks brown to me. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy, maybe you need a better webcam, I mean, a better computer, or do something with your settings on the color, because everybody's different, how you watch me on your cell phone, 
somebody has me on a 75-inch screen. You know what I mean, Judy? Everybody sees things different. Right, they sure do. But I don't want to know where I'm at because then I might be a little nervous. I really don't get nervous. But if you tell me I'm in front of a an Oak Island fan club that everybody's drinking wine and has me on the TV monitor, and then I get a maybe get a little nervous. <laughs> Hello? Thanks, Chris Dona. Good day in Canada today. Yep, we got our July Fourth this Sunday. I guess it's this Sunday. I celebrate them both. Well, good deal. Good deal. Starlene says it's awful today. 110 oh. degrees. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, stay cool. And this is when all the air conditioners break, right? Always. It certainly seems to happen that way. Well, and don't forget, you guys. You get something and make something for the summer, send it to Renee. We need some new stuff on our uh, art-inspired album of Oak Island. We'll put it in that media album so everybody can see it. I want to thank my moderators, obviously, of Tammy, Judy, Renee, Michelle, Daniel, and Starling. Our call-in number is one three two three eight one three four one three five. I want to welcome everybody from the Oak Island Facebook group. Everybody from my YouTube channel, QOOI, and now my listeners on my podcast around the world that hear me and Judy, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc., Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker, Anchor, and they just keep on going, Judy. We're all over the place. <laughs> well, I'm not going to think about that. Alrighty, we're all over. And there's Linda Shafto. I know I saw a uh, shout out to her earlier. I say hello to Linda, one of my regulars. I see she has family in Washington State. She says they are burning up. Oh, my lordy, lordy. And you know, some people are telling me, Judy, in the real hot states, that the air conditioners in the room are on full blast, Judy. <laughs> but yet they can't lower the temperature down to like only like 85 because of it's so, you know, the hotness is uh, too much for the amount of air conditioner machines that they have on. Can you imagine that? Oh, I can't. I can't. Oh, oh I feel for them. You know, not in buildings, but like the house air conditioners, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. I guess if you go into a mall or a restaurant, you'll be freezing. But when you go home, your little air conditioner for your house just can't take this 110 degrees every day. I don't know how they do it in Vegas. I know Vegas is a real hot spot, but. She is saying that they are not working. So their air conditioners are not working. Oh, my oh. God. Mm. Yep. So we got a lot of uh, celebrations and fireworks will be going off here in my state. You can do fireworks. Not the big ones, but uh, people can buy them, and then they scare all the dogs and the animals and everything else going crazy. Right. Oh, it sure does. Then you've got some uh, people that still do uh, fireworks in the middle of uh, September for some reason. <laughs> they must get bored. Yeah, they must get bored, and they have to uh, pop those things off. So how's everybody doing? I mean, we've been... I've been in a storm surge here where I live. Very, very violent winds and uh, 
heavy, heavy downpours of rain. Uh, just unbelievable. I'm going, oh, my lordy forty. Hello, Anthony. How are you? Thanks for coming in. I am now officially, Judy, this date, Jan uh, July 1st, I'm missing my Oak Island. Oh, I know. So am I, greatly. July 1st is when Johnny's saying, well, July, August, September, October, oh, my lordy. It's going to be a long summer, guys. Long it's summer. Hurt. It is so. But they're on the island, so yep. we know we're going to get next year. Yep. They're on the island, but we don't know about the contracts, but I say it at 90% that we're going to get a season nine. Yes. But the minute I say that, I don't want to curse them by saying that until we know it officially. You know what I mean, guys? Yes. It's looking good anyway. There's lots of action. Yep. Yep, Danny. It's hot all over. It's hot all over. All right, I'm going to put this picture up. I don't have much to go on. After I put these two pictures up, I'm going to put the phone number up. You know, and tell us in chat. Judy will just pop off the phone and give us a call. Talk to us over here. All right, ready? Here we go, Judy. Let's see here. All righty. These uh, photos are courtesy of the Oak Island Tours. It comes from their website that sometimes I share things. And um, this is Steve. And it's almost like little notes they give us, Judy. You know what I mean? Yes. Just to let us know that they're there. Yep. And we always ask Steve, you know, do you have Fred Nolan's maps? Do you look at what he did for all the decades on there and try to match it over the newly found information that they go over? You know what I mean, Judy? Yes. So this is telling us through these pictures on the questions I always asked is, yes, they are cross-referencing pertinent information because Fred Nolan was a great surveyor, and he plotted every little thing. And this is sort of telling us, yep, we're looking at every little angle, every little thing he plotted, and try to tie it into this big puzzle. What do you think out there, guys? Well, I think it's what they need to do for sure. I wish he was there to guide them. Yep. And uh, well, when he put his marker down, Fred Nolan's marker down, it says, oh, my God, when I used to do surveying, we just had like a pin that had to go in concrete if it was concrete. But if it was like a corn lot, like if a developer was going to make a big cornfield out of a, a 100 houses, we would put pins in, you know, like about an inch round small pin and put a cap on it. And just put it in the ground by measurement. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes, I've seen them, actually. Fred Nolan has this pinpoint. Of course, it's encased in concrete and everything else. 
Let me show you. I think he wanted it to be there for a long time so people could could see it. That's what I'm talking about. Look at the size of that thing. Wow. Yep, Mike, dot to dot, Fred, didn't have GPS. Yeah, when I did it, that's all I had was my survey and my notebook in my back pocket, though, Mike. You know what I mean? I wonder why that's scrolling, though. What, what the heck is Live doing to me? But, uh, yep, it's just a point, Barbara, or a benchmark that they go off of, and you work off this benchmark to the measurements and degrees he goes to other points. Does that make sense, uh, Judy? Yes, it does. This is called a benchmark, so it's a starting point. So when you got the map, this is shown on the map, and it'll say 130. 10 feet southwest of this mark, you'll find this and that at this plot. You know what I mean, Barbara? You sticking with me? (laughs) Yeah, Linda, I tried to uh, blow it up, but uh, it was probably from the middle 60s, early 70s, but there's no date. It's just unreadable. You know, and things like this, I wish they would put a box over or preserve some of this stuff, Judy. So all the saltwater uh, breezes and whatever the heck deteriorates, all this stuff that it's saved for years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I don't know why they haven't done that. Yeah, I was going to ask Steve that, uh, Linda. Very good. The original surveyor. Uh, if he left any survey marks when you know when he did all the lots in uh, seventeen sixty one or something like that, I'm not sure when he you know when he chopped up all the lots in five acre spots. You know what I mean? Right. That would be interesting to yeah. know. Yeah, but I would like them that when they find these things, they know where they are. Just sort of save them, cover them with something. But I guess they don't. If they don't cover the uh, headstone with the sword on it for Fred Nolan's cross. They won't cover anything, you know what I mean? Right, for sure. And Nolan Brothers and Company. Oh, like Mike says, it doesn't just say Fred Nolan. It says Nolan Brothers and Company. Well, well, he was a professional surveyor. And you know, Mike, as a surveyor, when you plot this stuff, it's got to be registered because people can go to court and they bring your plots and bring your survey to court, you know, on property lines and such. So you got to be pretty um, on the ball when you get your license to be a surveyor because this can be in a court of law. So everything has to be on the up and up. I'm pretty sure, Maureen. Congratulations on getting your mug today on the trivia. And uh, Teresa, or Teresa, she was number one. And um, I I had a great time. I want to thank Maureen, I mean Michelle, 
for doing all those points. And oh my God, Judy, she did it all. Yep, sure did, and we had a good time. Yeah, and I, I was so high. I was so high from that I couldn't go to sleep. Oh my God, he got he got he. But uh, yeah, I mean, she didn't give me number one Teresa and number two Maureen. She gave me every person's name and what question they got right for 50 questions. Wow. Wow. (laughs) She said, well, if somebody says something or anything, here you go, John. You got the whole list from the top down. (laughs) And then she was uh, in the um, EMS truck, so her um, partner was driving while she was writing but he was also listening to us, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, and he tried to answer some of the questions while he was driving the ambulance. Um, how, how crazy is that, you know, guys? Really? Really? <laughs> and then uh, Michael from Dot to Dot says, I like that he worked with his brothers. You know what, Mike? I don't know if he, uh, his brothers, I don't have any information on that. And Barbara, my score was so bad. I'm not sure, Barbara. We'll have to ask uh, Michelle. But, um, yeah, Curtis, she did a great job. And uh, do you guys know of Fred Nolan's brothers? Never heard of any. Me neither. Good point, Mike. But when I saw that uh, Nolan's brothers and company, who knows? Yes, Darlene. It's just uh, by a little marker that I put up there, we learn a lot from just a little marker. You know what I mean, guys? But we'll have to do the Google on it, I guess, uh, Judy. Nolan Brothers Surveying Team in Nova (laughs) Scotia, Oak Island. Like I said, I just put this together. Have to do some research. Yeah, we got to put some research into that. And plus, I still want you guys to research for me what action went on on the west side of the island. Remember I asked you guys? That's right, too. Let's get some action to see what was happening, not only when they were concentrating on the money pit and the swamp, their concentration on the west side. Get some new information on the west side. Yep, so this is a benchmark that they go off of to go to different angles and find different objects. So that was interesting. But uh, with Steve in there, with the GPS pole, and I can't wait till they make the 3D map, Judy. That's I'm looking forward to that, too. I mean, those 3D maps are just unbelievable. How they can go into the bottom, look into the side, turn it upside down, turn it sideways. That's what a 3D imaging map they can do with a GPS um, information. Just unbelievable. No, I really can't wait, John. Yep, just like me, just drawing it on a plot map, or like what he's looking at, just a plot map. Now they'd be on their tablets, on their computers, 
it would be just fabulous, you know, doing the whole island. But uh, maybe we won't have privy information to that. But if Steve can, I know he will. You know what I mean? Right. He does all he can to get what he needs. Yep. Yep. Curtis, heard your marathon question on the TV show the other night. And then Michael says, Alava. I got yelled at because I was calling him Oliver, Mike. <laughs> so this person said it's called Oliva. And there you go. Donna's right on the ball. Mama, me, what the heck came up here? Brothers Thomas P. and Richard T. There you go. You guys are wow. on. The, you guys are on the ball. I just, uh, we're unbelievable. You guys are just unbelievable. Yes, they are. So, like I was saying, somebody from YouTube had to spell it out for me. John, you're calling him Oliver, Oliver, or Oliver. I would say. You know what I mean? John. Right. John. Yes, John. You're saying it wrong. Okay, ma'am. So she had to put the L-A. Don't say er, say L-A. So it's now, now has to be Alava. 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 Unbelievable, Mike. You think doing these podcasts are easy, right? <laughs> and we're not French. <laughs> and, and I'm not French, and I mumble, and I can barely speak English. But uh, Alava. That's how it is. I haven't spoken to him. If that's the right pronunciation, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So that was my lesson on uh, don't say Oliver. Oliver. Okay. But, uh, yep, every day we'll find some new information out. Like I'm saying, I'm getting the uh, Oak Island Blues on July. Thank you, Donna, for the information. And Mike, yes, thank you. Mike says, no way. Alava. <laughs> but uh, it's just unbelievable that we know Jack Begley. Begley is there. Trying to get him on the show. See if that helps. I don't think so but i gave it a shot to get jack on the phone um judy i i know that gary was still uh in florida last week so i don't know if, if he's been able to come yet or not right i know uh I know uh, Jack is there. He's in quarantine. His uh, Facebook account is active again. And he did friend me. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. I don't know if he even runs his own page. And Linda, he gets too excited. He may give away too much. Yeah. 
They'll throw him, <laughs> after he's on my show, they'll throw him in jail. That'll be not too good, would it be? <laughs> but uh, I'd like to get some of the main characters on and the main members on, if I can, during the summer. But yet now is the time that they're busy. You know what I mean, Julie? Right. Very busy. But uh, we gave it a shot. We gave it a shot. But to ask him, I couldn't PM him. That's all he would take is uh, video calls and uh, audio calls. So, Jack, if you're out there, somehow, I'm not going to give you a call, a video call, or an uh, audio call. That's just not me. I just don't want to bother you that way. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, I understand. I, yep. I'd rather put it on a PM and... When they get back to me, they get back to me. So that's all I got from his page is, uh, you know, contact me and you press the button, audio call or video call. So people that are out there that see me, tell them I'm trying to contact them. And uh, that's all we can do, Judy. That's all we can do is ask. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully he'll say yes. And uh, I'm just glad he accepted a friend uh, request just to connect. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, that makes it really nice. Oh, he's a good guy. Yep. Very good. Very good. Very, very good. And, of course, I'm going to go back to the Ball Foundation. They'll probably finish up that this year, right? I would say so. Oh, I, I hope so. Well, you figure Laird was on the Ball Foundation all last year, right? Right. So now this will be the second year on the Ball Foundation. Not second year, but you know what I mean? Whatever months they're on the island and got the permits to do it. So it should be, I would say, like, I don't know, what about 70%? Excavated, the cellar was all the way down to the uh, dirt floor, as we saw last season, right? Right, it was. Yeah, they got to be getting close. So the surrounding area, all the flags are the property that they got to excavate, and all the rest of the flags are Gary's hits. So we'll get more information on that. And we still have to go to the McGinnis Foundation. Linda says, I hope to see the swamp come to conclusion. I want to see anything come up to conclusion. You know <laughs> what I mean? Let's cross one thing off the map. Like I keep on telling you guys, every time I talk to him, and I, you know, Judy hears me this all the time, that it's always ongoing. You know, we can't talk about that because it's ongoing. The whole place is ongoing. The only thing we had that was a definite, that maybe Judy remembers is it's not oh. <laughs> it's not a serpent mound. It's just a spoils pile. That's all we got so far. And it's not a serpent mound. It's a spoils pile. You remember that, Judy? Yes, I do. After the serpent mound, everything's up in the air. They have no idea where the money pit is. We're looking for spoon or silver. 
and you know they got to have Aaron looking for all kinds of different angles and different uh, items. You know, you got dot to dot, you got Michael Brahman and Alava with different situations that they can look at from Zena's map on both of them. So the information is there. It's piling up. And we just got to go get it. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, for sure. And now I don't think the vault is in the money pit for sure. Well, but Linda says, but what did they find in the mound? I think they just found that spike, that little spike. It was the same spike they found in the money pit area. And it was dated the same thing, if you remember that, Linda. So they know the Serpent Mound was sort of a spoils spoils mound because uh, Gary found a similar spike at the Money Pit area and at the Serpent Mound. So they matched. Hello, Virginia. Thanks for coming in on the YouTube side. Yup, Tim. One trowel at a time, one little broom, and one little dustpan. It takes forever. But it's a historical site. And if it's an historical site, that's the procedures they have to follow. And, of course, it all takes time. I'm still interested in, guess what? Of all the objects... I want to know what those keg barrels were. Yes, definitely. I don't care about the plumb bob thing, but I want to know about those keg barrels. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. I'd like to know what was in them. There was two different keg barrels. Gary says some Spanish people or whatever, they put the treasure in the keg barrels. But if they can get a chemical analysis, out of the wood that's been in the mud, I have no idea how they do that. Like I said, in Egypt, it's a dry situation. But in this mud situation, I don't know. I think things would rot quicker in the mud situation, even though no bacteria lower on than it does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of the stuff they found is in great shape. <laughs> you up, Linda, gunpowder that blew up the ship in the swamp. That thing that they thought it was something or it was a, a pail handle that Carmen said gunpowder was in. So maybe it was a pail full of gunpowder. And Maureen, if they get around doing the coffer dam for the swamp this season, that'll be hard to miss going over the causeway. Yep. And Tim, one was dry goods keg, the other one was waterproof. One was dry goods keg. Tim, this is the one they picked up on the side of the uh, cobblestone road. There was two pieces in the mud. They brought him to Carmen. He gave him some sort of roundabout dates. But that was set off for testing. But we only got dates like from Carmen, not the... uh, actual Craig Tester dates. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. Yeah. It's always good to hear from Craig. Yeah. He gets the, uh, he gets the stuff on the ball. 
not much about the cannon, the cannonball, the, the, the shooter cannon, the smaller cannon, the signal cannon. Really nothing more on that that I've heard. Now that I think about it, Tim says one was dry goods and the other was waterproof. I think Carmen did say that about those two pieces. I have no idea. Let me see on my date sheet here. Boom, boom, boom. Paved area. Pottery, 1700s. Burnt, broken, one-inch eye bolt, 1600s. Carmen from Canon supports, 1400s maybe. Carmen Scottish Akshu, 1610, 1740. Canon signal legs, 1710, 1720. How come I don't have the keg? I know I got the keg barrel, keg things on here. Let's see here. When you want to find it, you can't find it. You know what I mean? That's always a way. Tim said that Carmen did mention the type of barrels, but not what was actually in them. I do remember that. Thanks, Tim. I got it. Keg top, bottom at the swamp. He said, could be dry goods. And then somebody said, needs chemical testing. And he dated it between 1400 in 1720, oh my God, 320 year. Right. Holy crap. 1400 to 1720. This is what I want to find out on these keg barrels. You know what I mean, Judy? Get that down to whatever it is. Yeah, get the testing done. Starlene over here on the YouTube side. Yep, we're ready to get answers on those. So they got to show all that stuff. They also have to build, rebuild the Rustall cabin. That'll be great when they put it back where it originally is. So when the tours start, you can actually see where the Rustalls slept to watch the equipment on uh, Smith's Cove, I think, because at the time, before the causeway, they had to watch the equipment. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, right. And I think about um, Mrs. Restall often. Wonder how she did that. Lived in the winter time in that little little shed, and in the heat of the summer as well. Yep, Maureen. She remembers about the barrels, the keg barrels. And they did find a piece of a keg barrel near the money pit. I remember that, too, also. I remember uh, yes. Doug holding it and showing us at the money pit when the 50-ton uh, grabber uh, brought it up. Unreal. So, like I say, they can do a lot of things. Like it's July 1st. 
I guess uh, seven days that uh, Jack will be uh, out of there. So figure this coming week, they go full bore and whatever they can do, Judy. So they got July, August, September, October, and part of November. Right. In five months, uh, you, you can do a lot in five months. Exactly. And I think the Canadian guys have been working for a while already. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. The Canadian guys have been there doing their thing. And then we got to go on to the McGinnis Foundation. That hasn't even been touched. So Laird has his work cut out. It certainly does. And I'm anxious to find out if Samuel Ball and McGinnis were in this together. Yep. I think they were. I agree. I think they were. Living on the island, knowing the stories, knowing what happened there, just seems too obvious that one would know and one would not know. You know what I mean? Right, for sure. And, of course, I keep on repeating myself with the Spooner Silver that's driving me crazy. (laughs) If... On Spooner Silver, the highest concentration is in C1. Either C1 has the concentration of silver around it, close, or C1 is just the lowest point that the sediment or water carrying silver analysis is going to. So what I'm saying is if C1 has the highest level of silver concentrate, it's either two things. Number one, the silver is close than any other part. Number two, underneath that solution channel, where the pyrate is broken down by seawater and flows and just moves around on the bottom, that C1 could be just the lowest point. So if you have like a tub and everything goes to the drain, well, that's not saying that the silver is there. It's just saying it's just the lowest catch point. Did I make that clear, Judy? Yes, you did. Hello, Sand Dollar. How are you? But you know what I mean. So if he starts on the west side of the island, because we know the drill is there. We saw the last Saturday when they put up the sonic drilling is on the island. Right. Just start drilling on the west side. You know, Steve will make a plot. You know, every 100 feet, every whatever. Test the water. And just keep on going. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Hello, Michelle. I want to thank you publicly for all your hard work that you did on Trivia Night. I thank you for coming in tonight. I say hello. I got Judy on the line. Hi, Michelle. Great job, by the way. Great job. 
we're all I'm crying tonight because July first, I'm like, uh, I need my Oak Island fix. We won't be on this weekend. It's July fourth weekend, and it's Happy Canada Day today. So I figure I'd pop on to chill with you guys. You know. Yup, Tim says it might be that the water may be deeper there and holding the silver in solution. Yeah, it could be. It could be. We got to take all factors, but of course, more testing. You know what I mean? Then plot it out. Just how we, yes. just how we plotted it out at the end of the season using already drilled holes, you know, like from 10X and whatever else. Dan Blankenship drilled all over the island, and some holes are just capped. Not all holes are filled. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes, for sure. And uh, now they'll make a plot that I would do as a surveyor and get all the solution silver samples and then sort of narrow it down to a location. And then go from there. As far as the coffer dam in the swamp, I don't know if they're going to go around that big piece of wood they found on the bottom, Judy, or they're going to go on the bottom southeast corner to see if the road or the pathway, whatever you want to call it, or wharf goes under the road into the bay. I have no idea what direction they're going on that, but I still, and you guys know, I would love them to. Look at the eye of the swamp. I would love them to look there. Yes. Me to get digging. And Mercy's point. Yes. Just to just to put a X on a spot, you know what I mean? If you know you dig the eye, all that blue clay, well, it's not waterproof in anything. It's not a vent. It's not nothing. Okay, cross it off the list. Dig out Mercy's Point. Is it an entranceway? Nope, nope. Cross it out. We haven't had one cross out yet in eight years. No, that's true. I would like to see them dig uh, Mercy's Point, especially for Petter's sake, because he worked so hard on that. Yep, yep. But for some reason, when they showed us that sample, that they want to go on the lower southeast corner of the swamp, thinking there may be a tunnel there that goes to the money pit. You know what I mean, Julie? Yes. Oh, there's a sure good chance. It's just unbelievable. Let me see here. Glad you guys are with me tonight. I don't know who would be here, who would not be here. I have no idea. I appreciate all you guys coming in. And don't forget, if you want to call in and talk to me or shoot your opinion, Judy will get off the phone and I can accept your call. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Jeff, i not. Hey, John, I'm back in. Missed this. Well, usually, Judy, uh, I'm on when? Mostly on Tuesdays 
you know, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and Saturdays. But uh, I, think, I think you missed us all, so you decided to do this tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of this weekend's July 4th weekend, I'm not going to be on. And Playground Justice is in the house. Yep, they need permits. Every little dig, they need permits. And every day, they get new theories from different people that sound fascinating. So you have to screen out what you want to do and make a plan. Like you saw the cameraman and the audio man and the producer. You have to make a plan. You only have so much time to do so many things, to get so many permits, to check so many things. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. For, for sure, John. And I'm, I hope they can uh, get, get more of the um, searchers, researchers on this year. Yep. Diane. Hi, everyone. I've been away for a while. Can you tell me when the show starts back up? We're hoping for season nine. And usually they start about the first end week of November, like November 10th. So that's what we're wishing for, but nothing official. Nothing official. But um, that's what we're hoping for. But they have a lot of material to work with. And like I said, they buried up that wood that was 10 foot under. And even what was a 10 foot. Um, below sea level. That's all we got was that piece of wood from from the uh, the railing ship wood that we got dated. Tim says that they need a mini searcher underwater vehicle with a camera going slow, not to muddy the water. Yeah, it's just too and then, yeah, Daniel says they do have one one of those. It's just too muddy down there. They got to let it set, like even C1, they had to let it set for a year before they put a camera down there. Imagine that. Right. Anything just kicks up the sediment and you're done. You're done. And that's why they try a lot of that stuff, that vacuum stuff. Just stick a big vacuum cleaner down there and see what comes up. Well, if they'd done that a couple of times, then we come up empty. Okay, Jeff. I love the new look in the studio. Where the heck you been? <laughs> the new look. Oh, my God. Yep, I got a monitor behind me that's hooked up to a laptop below me. I got three monitors in front of me. So I got a lot of action going on. Um, I would love to run some videos uh, behind me. Gone, he says. I'd love to uh, run videos behind me. But with YouTube and Facebook being so picky about copyright and they do this and do that with copyrights, I I don't put any videos up. You know, people claiming it's them and theirs and... So that's why I got my face on my shirt. Well, nobody can complain but me. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, for sure. And I think, too, uh, John, since you got the new camera, that um, the picture is clearer. So that might be what Jeff is noticing. Yep, we got a new webcam. 
I got a new chair. Judy's part of that. But uh, no problem. Renee Tuttle's in the house. Hi, Renee. We got a good crew here tonight. You do. But, uh, yeah, they left us hanging with the ship's rail. So we got to look what the heck that other big piece of wood is. Obviously, Steve put the old GPS wand right on top of it so we can go right after it once they determine where the coffer dam is going to go so all the mud won't be sloshing back in. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes. It'd be good to find out what's in there. Boy, I'd like to know if the ship is there. You know, what they left us. By the way, if anybody wants to call in, make sure you tell us on chat, please. Right. Anybody wants to call in and talk to me, Judy will get off. And then uh, you can be on live with me. And we are watchers are in the house. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, anything that comes up, you know, I'll post especially during the summer. And I like to stretch out if I do get a live guest appearance, I like to do maybe one nice big one, you know, like once a month to break it up. You know what I mean? You got, you guys get sick of me, but I like to bring somebody on like in the middle of the month, you know, not every, every weekend have somebody on all the time. I think that gets too normalized. What do I mean? Normalized. I like things different. I like people with all kinds of different ideas. So I think if I had guest appearances on every Saturday, every Saturday, every Saturday, and all of a sudden I was here by myself, it wouldn't flow. Now, what I mean by flow was like when my group on Facebook, I allow small emojis. Because I think when everybody's talking and texting about a situation or about a photo I posted or a statement, the flow of the conversation is about that idea. Not all of a sudden there's a big Popeye cartoon here and a, other big cartoons there. It sort of up, so up, uploads to that. So I always did it since 2016, like a like if the professor has a, a post on, you know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly. And and that gives us time to ourselves, like between you and the and the members to talk to each other. And I think we all enjoy that. You know, instead of in between everybody's posting big cartoons and talking about something else and posting uh, welcome to the chat and thanks for the ad. So that's the only reason. I mean, people call me strict and they don't like my group because I'm too strict. Well, there's other groups out there. Go enjoy yourself. But people know what they get from me. And um, when I call it with the flow, I can control that because it's my group and the way the flow is going. But on YouTube, hi, David. On YouTube, with all this video, live video, you know, people will watch a show, but they're not going to watch the same show three times in a row. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, for sure. So you want something new? You want something original? 
You want something that gets everybody's interest up. So if we can do that on our own, we don't really need the backup of a lot of people promoting. You know what I mean? And this is not going to be a promotion uh, channel. Sure, some people are selling their books and, and such because that's sort of the trade-off. You know, uh, i come on the show, but can I uh, promote your book? Sure, you're on the show. I don't make no money. They don't make no money, but if they can sell a couple of books from you guys or whatever they can promote, that's fine in my, my, in my book. You know what I mean? Now, Judy? Right, exactly. And some have done that. <clears throat> yep. And when I get a guest on, I just love it that they come to me like first. This is going to sound weird, guys, but I tell it the way it is. When people come to me and they're on my show first, I really, really appreciate that. Or if they just come exclusively on my show, that's a triple appreciation. I'll do anything. But I like it when they start with me and then go down the line. And I sort of compare it to like, well, I'm old, uh, talk shows. I mean, if you made it to Johnny Carson, <laughs> you made it good. You know what I mean, guys? I mean, you, you got Merv Griffin. You got Arsenio Hall. You got uh, Dick Cavett. But if you made it to Johnny Carson's show, that was it. You know what I mean, Judy? Does that sound weird? No, but if they make it to your show, John, then they've got it made. <laughs> you know, not that they got it made, but um, I appreciate that so much. You know, then they go to other groups and whatever they do, they do. But uh, I just love that when they say that, and I love that when they do that. And I appreciate all you guys that came on the show who are listening. But uh it sounds weird, but uh, that's how my brain works, I guess. And I know it does mean a lot to you. Well, and a lot of people that come on my show, they do get recognized. Unbelievable what they do. I mean, there's a lot of people that share my YouTube videos, the different people that see it. And now that you're on uh, cell phones and iPods and everything else, I mean, they can just say, hey, look, look who's on John's show. Boom. Watch it for 10 minutes. Well, I got to contact these people because I think they got something on the ball. Or boom. Well, you know, I don't believe it. I do believe it. So this outlet is truly for people with new ideas to get their ideas out there. And who knows on the podcasts that are going all over the world, Turkey, I don't know. I got to pull up my Anchor um, page. But Anchor is a based podcast. Thank you, Linda. Anchor is where I have to download. I spend most of my time downloading these live shows, which they take. Um, hours sometimes to download all these videos and they just take the audio out and anchor for free now sends it 
to Apple, Google, and everything else. It's called a distribution. I mean, I don't know. You have to pay for them subs, subscriptions, but I don't have a, I don't have uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I don't have any of that. But everything we do and hear and say on this show is now going out to podcasts. We're limited because that's all we talk about is Oak Island. So if they're not interested in Oak Island, Judy, they just don't even click on it. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And we do have a good trivia night, too. Yep. And here's Todd. What the heck Todd's saying over here? John, I'm good with your mix. In the end, it promotes increased research and discovery efforts. Exactly. Exactly, Todd. Exactly. Definitely. And here's my buddy Mike. I had a great time. It will come on again. He's probably oh, baby. he's probably Please. he's probably doing something. He's doing something in there. He's got lines and degrees, and I just love what he does. And the problem is why Mike and um Yvette said, "What I call him, Yvette? Oh my God." Oliver? Yes. That uh, these guys can show us their perspective that the show can't show us. I'm pretty sure, like Aaron and the rest of them, are working on so many different things, but they can't come on my show and tell me. I mean, they got obligations to the History Channel. You know what I mean, guys? Yeah, which is too bad. So what Mike does is what Aaron does, trying to get the same information, you know, off of Xena's maps, like I showed you, and that's why I had him on the show. But they can explain all this stuff to their theory, you know, believe them or not, that the show can't show us. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly, and I'm loving their theory. I want to hear more. Yep, and all of our... And who knows after this, Somebody else comes up with a theory, and then we show that also, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. And who knows, a uh, uh, show, the fellowship just might see these guys on our show and uh, contact them. Yep, yep, a lot of people watch it, a lot of people watch it. Playground Justice wants to make a call, Judy. Okay. All right. So I'm going to say goodnight then. Okay. Go ahead, Judy. Okay, everybody. Please have a good weekend, and I'll be thinking about all of you in the good old U.S. of A. on the 4th. And everybody stay safe, please. See you soon. Bye, John. Okay, Judy. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for coming in. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Already, Playground Justice. I forgot your first name. Phone lines are open. And we're all set.
<clears throat> Hello, Playground Justice. You're live with Johnny on Quest. Hey, how have you been? Not bad. What was your name again? Uh, Niels. Neil? What? Niels, yep, like Neil with an S. Niels. Yes, sir. You've got it, Niels. What's happening, Niels? Talk to us. So, uh, I think that uh, after all the you know great presentations that uh, Dot the Dot and Oliver have been putting up, and you know, knowing the trajectory of the uh, the of the show over the of the eight seasons that it's done, um, you, they, I think that in some ways that they're not going to be able to deny the info that people know now about that angle of it that. It's it's going to have to uh, bleed into how they're what what they're willing to uh, to show this season, and uh, man, I love the fact that it could hit you potentially speed up the timeline a little bit. So, um, I, I first want to say thank you so much to Dot the Dot and Oliver for their work because uh, it's you know it may who knows if they ever would have gotten to this point yet, but. Didn't you, anyway. th- didn't you think it was fantastic? It blew me away. It still blows me away. Uh, and I, and I, that's why I keep on talking about it. Otherwise, people don't talk about things. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think it's uh, it's amazing. And it's uh, I, I'm, it, it, to me, it, it, all I can think is that uh, it, it seems so uh, like worked out that it, I, I can't help but think that there's probably – it couldn't be the only island or – location that has a setup like this you know it's it just it seems like you can make this sort of thing anywhere so uh, it's I, I can't i think that it's opened up a door to a whole whole bunch of potential like searches on stuff so not just on this island it's uh and plus like where this uh whole technology of that they're using for this like who put that together and it, it just it's it, there's so many angles that are just like so astonishing. Like I, I love it. So do I. So do I. So do I. Yep. So anyway, but the the point is that each season, uh, it seems like they've expanded and gotten a little bit bigger with their idea and approach, and like a little more bold in how they're doing it. And I know last season with the pandemic, it set it back, but still, it kind of like filled out the history and the story a little bit more, which was I uh, was fully willing to hear all that it's i think it's as good as you know the day-to-day search for treasure yep, so yep and they also um, they also uh gave a lot of researchers a nice time to put their research to the three million people on tuesday nights to express right. to express their theories and for us to decide well is it believable is it not believable you know what i mean neil yes yep I'd love to see the, uh, the, you know, especially if uh, if if the show could get behind even a little bit behind what uh, Dot to Dot and Oliver uh, Oak Island Research has done. That uh, I, you know, who knows how much more they could find, like uh, you know, with some help and a little more, you know, support behind it. I don't know. It's uh, I think it's there to open up, and some of the foot dragging this makes. I think like leads into my. Wondering and like who's who knows that the treasure is there and that like we can't let that come out yet, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, who who knows? And I'm just saying, you only can get so much information out of a map. And like I was saying, right. even even with Oliver, how he interpreted uh, Zena's map, 
There's only so many words. There's only so many phrases. There's only so many items off a map that they did to determine what it means and put it on paper, which they did. Yep. Now it's time. Now it's time to get that piece of paper. Hey, we got an idea from these guys. Let's check it out. If it reaches that level, to actually look on the island to see if it's viable. You know what I mean? It's getting to the point. Yeah. It's getting to the point. Like if I had something and, you know, I got it to Rick and says, well, no, you know, we got this other idea and your idea is close, but we can't use it. But it's getting to the point that they have to see these ideas and actually do them. Not do them, but actually go on the island survey follow through with something and do it you know what i mean uh, neil i do i do I, I would love to see that follow through on a couple of the you know these leads or ends you know if anything to put it to bed but i think uh it more so just so that you can get to the point of the bigger ideas that are like coming out now and you know the the whole idea of just like reverse engineering the map in a way that's, I I think that was what was so brilliant about what Oliver was doing was that he was, he was just figuring out any potential possibilities and such, and then rolling with it and seeing what he could find. And then like narrowing it down and boom, you know, there's the, you find stuff that's, you know, was sitting there for anyone to find evidently. And it just, uh, but he, he put the pieces together. That's a, you know, I love that kind of, intuitiveness that's amazing and then what uh what doc to doc does you know with the like putting like the technology to it too and just again like sometimes taking guesses but you know who cares if it doesn't work out or whatever but eventually you there's only so there's a finite number of possibilities and angles and boom you potentially can find what the whole thing was for right now so they've been doing this searching neil on oak island for over 225 years i got that correct right Yes. I've yep. been I've been on this Oak Island doodad since August of 2016. Now, you show me research that these two guys did that's even close to what they were doing with other people. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, t- I'd some, like to some, even know who the other people were that they were working with. Did they find anything? Yeah, some tidbits, some you know, some a lot of stuff comes off of Nolan's Cross, but for them to put this information together and show a presentation, and and, mm-hmm. and, and show what they showed, like I'm telling you and telling my members, it's time to actually not find it, but put it in real life, put it on the island. Give them a couple of dress, uh, drill holes or whatever, and just say, here it is. This is our mm-hmm. presentation. Either we find it or we don't. You know what I mean? It, it, it's got to come to that point. After eight, nine, or say 10 years, oh, Jesus, you got to try it. But then they get inundated yeah. with this stuff. You know, they must get, I don't know, a thousand theories a day mailed to them. You know what I mean? I, I do. But I would think that since it's their like their baby, that like that they they would follow through on a lot of these things, and that you could probably pretty, 
you know, in, in a fair amount of time, like eliminate a bunch of these things. And so you're left with like, holy cow, look at what these guys just came up with. But the whole and boom, you can like, they're, they've already done the work for us. But all we got to do is like put the boots on the ground as they say on the show and go over and look. Yeah, but uh, Neil, the whole thing is getting them noticed. So yes. that's all I can tell you publicly yep. is I have eyes on me. So if there's eyes on me, there's eyes on you. That's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think, though, that uh, with, with, you know, through your programming and your, you know, followers and, like, listeners and, you know, tuners, that it's uh, it eventually – we all watch the show, and so uh, all these folks. And so eventually that the show has to cater to what the audience is listening and knowing and wanting. And they they know they know darn well already. <laughs> yeah, but but somewhat, I don't think there's any kind of delay in finding any kind of treasure as far as keeping the TV show going. I think if they find something, of course, it comes to a halt until they excavate it correctly, or what kind of laws happens, mm-hmm. or whatever they're going to find. I obviously think right. if the grabber comes up with half of an arc, or the grabber comes up with some kind of gold or something. <laughs> There's going to be a right. com- there's going to be a complete shutdown, and you guys will have to listen to me until they get it all back together. You know what I mean? I do. Yep. Yeah, it'll disappear into the back of the Smithsonian. Right. But, uh, yeah. And, but I'm just saying that's true also. But I don't think, as I know those guys through TV, just like you guys, yeah, there, there is no stopping them from finding the treasure tomorrow. And boom, they're not going to say, well, let's hold this back because we need 40 more episodes to go in syndication to make a billion dollars for the History Channel. They're, <laughs> they're, they're not that way. You know, Marty is like me. Show me the proof. Show me the science. Right. Put it together. Let's go after it. Okay, it's not there. Go someplace else. You know what I mean? I do. No, I do. I I want to. I want to believe the uh, them. I like them. Uh, like on the show, you know. I, I want to be able to trust in the person I'm looking at. You know, on a show that I've followed for so long. So I, I don't have any problem with that at all. But it's. I do think though that there there might be a little foot dragging on. You know how how far you get into a season like those. It, you know these things. These drills don't just like conveniently like break down and blow a gasket or a hose, and you got to shut down for a day or whatever. I mean, it's like it change I get that, it but you know, to build that into the storyline is like, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it takes it takes twenty minutes to change a hydraulic hose. <laughs> right. And dot the dot dot the dot. Mike says the story after the discovery will be bigger than the discovery. Yeah, you, you know, sort of back tracking well this is the treasure how did it get there this is what it is and be more stories but i'm saying mike in the meanwhile there'll be just a big halt if something's found uh and then continue on obviously you know what i mean mike so uh Neil, yeah i think you're right with that too what do you think about the uh, season nine what do you think they're going to go after first with their now we figure next week the guys from the u.s will be out of quarantine what do you, what mm-hmm. do you, I know they're draining the swamp, but that's all, but that's all I know. And I know that, well, I know, the, I, I know the coffer dam material has been there for two years. I think that they're, uh, 
because we all want them to go right to the eye that they won't. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> that's my first thought. Okay. Oh God, you had uh, to bring that. I up. think that they'll. I, <laughs> I think they won't until season ten hit the eye. That's my theory. Um, I think that they'll uh, start with the uh, with hanging out with the money pit. But I do think that what the uh, what uh, Mike and Oliver Oliver have brought to the table that eventually some of that uh, chasing that line is going to have to work itself into the season. And it's uh, whether they acknowledge what, you know, them directly, or if they just start to do it on their own, uh, I think it's going to have to happen. Well, you know, Erin does the same with the Xena's maps and everything else. So she's right on the ball also. Right. And I know she's uh, I know she's aware of uh, what their work too because when you had uh, when you had Doctor Dot and uh, Oak Island Research on your show a couple weeks ago, I know that she was in the chat line. So no problem. I'm sure she knows exactly what they're doing. No problem at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But, so, <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't think we've seen the last of Erin Halton. You know what I mean? Her information. I, her, I like what she can do. Her information is so on the ball. And I told Chet, I don't know, my last show or something. I think when she came on the show, Aaron, I'm talking about, that, mm-hmm. that there was a change. There was a change of coordination of things on the map to the boulders mm-hmm. and to show where things could be angled up on from certain points that are shown on maps, not a story, not a, Oh, I heard this a hundred years ago. No, this is off of Fred Nolan's maps. This is off of a 1939 map. This is off of Xena's maps. This is off of boulders from her GIS uh, technology, not from Mm -hmm. hearsay, not from nobody but science. And I think when she came on and presented that, even though we didn't find nothing when they tried to do that one test hole, Mm -hmm. I think that sort of changed my ideas of how to approach this uh, item. What do you think? I a hundred percent agree with you. And I think the show itself kind of changed a little bit. And I think it helped that they, uh, that it went into the pandemic with that too, that then, it allowed them to recalibrate, like, are we going to go in with a massive 200-foot-wide hole and just, like, right. freeze the ground up and just take everything out, like, you know, real, you know, just like that. That's super evasive. You know, it's like, were they going to go that route, or are they going to just, are they going to, like, all of a sudden, I think it gave them a chance to settle down. They got a little more of the background story involved now, which I think helps direct you exactly, and you can pinpoint and boom and that kind of stuff. But that, that's why I think that they'll center more with the, money pit area since that is kind of the entrance or at least the you know over there where you got to get down and you know if you follow through with you know the new theory the vault theory right and uh that if uh if um that so i think if they stay there even if it's under the guise of the you know the silver and the water that spooner is talking about you know that'd be cool if that was something there like that but I don't think it will be, uh, but at least it's in the area there where they can find the discovery, you know, indirectly for the uh, vault theory stuff. So I think they'll stay there and they'll work in the swamp, but looking for the boat or whatever around that wharf or whatever, but they won't get to the eye, which we'll all want. 
And then, uh, but season 10 will just, uh, I think season 10 is going to be the fireworks. So that's my theory. But you know, Silver, Spooner Silver was a great uh, season eight ending. And that's all TV right there. If you're, 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 I, I, you're not going to, you. you're not going to end, the, you're not going to end the season on a scientific data point. You're going to end the season. No. You're going to end the season of, hey, see this war room. That's how much yep. silver is below the ground here. That's how you right. end the TV yep. show. But I look at it. You got to look at it both ways, Neil. You got to look at it at the, at the TV side. But us guys, yep. I'm all on the other side. Maybe you know. 98% is, okay, show me the science, let's go, let's find this. And the other 2% is, right. okay, they got to sell commercials, they got to pump up some of the stuff like silver and gold, say tre- yep. say the keywords, treasure box, <laughs> gold. But for sure, last year, Neil, when they showed me that gold doorknob, right, I'm still complaining yeah. about that gold doorknob. I pumped that gold doorknob out of my brains because I thought, well, finally this piece was something. When they told yeah. me it was a gold doorknob, I flip right out. I flip right out. So now I am so cautious of anything they show you. because they do CGI. All of a sudden the gold piece yep. looked like a perfect piece of gold, but other screenshots, you know, it was a dirty old dented, uh, brassy looking doorknob. But when they show it, in CGI, yep. it's all glossed up and everything. That's TV, <laughs> right? But that upset me, you know. And I and I let it known, but they got to show everything. You know, people know my opinions. Yep. I tell it the way it is. I don't sugarcoat anything. I tell the good with the bad. And there are people here, yep. producers and editors from the show. They love the instant response. I says, "You want instant response? Right here, the show's shown." At 9 p.m. Eastern time, at 9:01, yeah. at 9:01, you'll get my response of what I think was going on, right then and there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And Daniel yeah, says, too. and Daniel I... says, the lipstick too. Please, Daniel, Professor, you're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> but Professor, it was out of a gold jewelry box. That that's the thing. It, it's high end, just like the knife they found on ball's property that was a high-end yep. pocket knife you know yep. what i mean but when they showed that button on ball's property that button with the uh the anchors on it now you got my attention yep. now you got my attention right but they have to have fillers in there neil otherwise we'd have like three episodes and that that, that would be it you know what i mean i do you know an- another thing that i would i was thinking would be interesting was uh that uh, if they sent, uh, like, since they got so many, like, people involved in this hunt and, like, family and nephews and sons and all sorts of people, they'd like to see them, like, set up, like, two or three groups and send them off to Europe to, like, backtrack, you know, kind of like when they went to France. Uh, I'd like to see them, like, go to maybe to, uh, you know, maybe where they think the area of the lead yeah. Uh, crosses from and that those kind of materials. I like to see them like go and do a tour around there and get, do some history in France. Like, maybe yeah. go to uh, yeah, maybe go to Portugal if there's like you know a lead towards like some kind of you know uh, connection there. Um, 
anyway, I, I would think that doing that would be interesting to intermix with some of the show. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the TV angle side of it, so I think of that kind of stuff like in a nerdy way. But it's, uh, I, I think this show is so it's so ready to explode with like a great discovery on top of it all that I'm just like it's it's funny to me now that like uh, people don't know that it's something huge is about ready to happen. <laughs> well, they they think it's just a big old joke and they're just doing it for ratings and everything else yeah they're actual treasure yeah, hunters yeah. i mean this is actual a treasure hunt but yet uh neil when i was watching this show like i'm saying before there was two big changes that i see now in season eight up to season eight yeah there's two big changes number one if they didn't find the templar or whatever led cross and smith's cove they were in trouble yeah, I think that, that was, was a plant. That was a, that was number one. I don't think it was a plant, no. But I think it it changed the show direction. And number two, what Aaron's yeah. what, what Aaron's uh, um, interpretation of what's going on there. But number one mm-hmm. was the lead cross. If they didn't find the lead cross, you know, what have they done? All that coffer dam stuff and everything, because they already had that information from Dan Blankenship. Dan Blankenship already did wood, uh, wood testing there and everything else. They wanted to, ex- yeah. they wanted to expose it again because they knew it was there, except for the other knockout piece that they didn't see that other pier farther out. Mm-hmm. But those piers are filled with rocks because the water was lower. You know what I mean? The farther right. the water was down, the farther out you had to make a pier. You know, four by fours, whatever right. they used, and stuck rocks in the middle to sink it down. So it was like six feet lower, wasn't it? Six feet lower, yeah. So the two changes in the show saying for me is number one, the lead cross, not all that 10x stuff and all that, is the cross. And number two is not spoon or silver for me. It's Aaron's demonstrations of what things yep. could be done. You're not going to put a block and tankle on top of a branch and arrows of rocks point into a treasure. That's unbelievable. You don't do that. That's uh, a, that's a ruse. That's a delay. Yep. That's a fake spot. That's where they want you to go. Maybe put a small treasure there and then you figure that's it. And you won't dig any deeper. Uh, no, I think the money pit is all a delay. Just like Dan Blankenship says, the money pit mm-hmm. was a diversion. What do you think? I agree. I think that it's uh, exactly that. And it's uh, that unless you know to stop at a certain point and, you know, if that if that whole theory is true, then uh, it's, uh, you know, so it's got multiple purposes. But it, one of them is to just be a, a, a booby-trapped uh, decoy so that you never actually even see what you think you're going to get. And so you just assume that you're just still right that it's down there so that you don't even think beyond that. So it's a pretty effective decoy in that way. I mean, how, um, how do you not find anything after 225 years digging in the same spot with 40 tunnels or 40 shafts, over 2,000, 4,000 holes or seven caissons? You're, you're finding bits and pieces, but don't forget, you yeah. know, 170 feet below the money pit, there's a solution channel moving things all over the place. Right. So any right. any bits and pieces they're finding out of H8, like the bones, 
Well, who knows? The place has been upturned so much. Maybe there was a grave there. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe there's a tomb there. But at the money pit area, I just say now, except for Spoon or Silver, mm-hmm. that this treasure, but one of them, is not in the money pit area. Right. I, I agree. I think that it's on the other side of the island, um, and that it's uh, um, it, it's it, now whether or not it's been extracted from there or not, you know, or I don't know. And you know, some of the uh, famous people and uh, historical people that have been involved with the hunt for it over the years, um, they're all connected too, as uh, you know, being in certain groups. Um, that, you know, what you kind of wonder, like, how come they never find it? I think that it, it could just been like, a, a, you know, maybe on, if you were in the inn that like, uh, it was, you know, a fun thing to do, but people were there to make sure that like, it was never going to get found. Yep. And like, uh, <laughs> and like, and like Tom says, all those shafts and all those drill holes and everything else doesn't matter in two things. Number one, if you're in the wrong spot and number yep. two, if it's not deep enough. What the heck are you gonna yep. bury you're gonna bury something three hundred feet or you know below bedrock? Who the heck would do something like that? You know what I mean? I would now look for entrance entrances and shafts from the shoreline now. Let's get that shoreline all scanned up to see if there's any kind of voids in the in the shoreline to go underneath. Maybe there's a natural yep. pathway that somebody used, or we're just in the wrong spot. You know what I mean? We're just in the wrong spot. Yep. Yep. But I think that we're, uh, what they've already, uh, even though it may seem like slow going on, uh, what they're, you know, where, where they're leading to, uh, with, you know, through season eight seasons, the, that they've uncovered a lot of layers now to where, you know, with the, over this last season, in particular finding roads and like, so you're, you're kind of seeing the original infrastructure on like maybe when this thing was being put together and, you know, first initiated that, um, I think that, you know, in the same way that Dot to Dot and uh, Oak Island Research do, you re-engineer then at that point to see, you know, if everything is pointing to this, then you know that, it, you know, there are, it, it eliminates all the uh, all the guesswork for you, basically. So uh, I hope that they can continue to do that, and they can do that without it being, like, a, really evasive, you know, when they're taking the time doing the archaeology and pulling the dirt back slowly and finding mm-hmm. artifacts and you know they're doing it right and it's interesting along the way i love that i eat that up yep and uh, so, also when we found out that the uh, cribbing underneath the small paved area was dated 1489 to 16 yeah. to 1654 what i want to see is a little bit more precise engineering dates what I mean by that yep. is I know they have the thing tested two or three times, like that ship piece of wood that they had it tested three times over, that uh, ship's rail, because the date was so mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yep. I want them to say yeah. something closer than give us a 165-year span. 1489 to 1654, that's a 165-year difference. I just think that's just too, right. that, like I told you or somebody on the phone before. I take sort of the middle. You know, it's not going to be fourteen eighty nine. It's not going to be sixteen fifty four. So I sort of take yeah. the middle. But there's got to be some kind of engineering out here that can get these dates within 
say 30 to 40 years or 30 to 60 years, not 165 years, not 200 years difference. You know what I mean? Right. I do. I think where the, some of the frustration might be, I'm just speculating, is that, you know, if it's an old ship or something like that, and maybe some of its wood's been salvaged to put in a new ship and, you know, and now it's a piece coming up off of that, that, it, you know, maybe it's like way older than like, you know, when it was even, you know, it, it's who was depositing it at the time. Um, I think that if, uh, yeah, it, maybe if, uh, well, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. No problem. But like in the the big paved area, Dr. Spooner got a stick out there and dated it mm-hmm. to the 1200s. Right, yeah, wasn't it, one like a 1220 or something? That's when he said the swamp was made. Right, right. And also he showed right. us where the swamp was disturbed. But yet, right. in the eye, which I want him to go to, which you want him to go to, mm-hmm. I mean, if you got yep. Dr. Spooner, before we go to the silver stuff, let's get the eye completed, please, with the blue clay. We know it was built in mm-hmm. 1220. We know it was disturbed. It was 1680. Something happened down in there. Why? Yep. You know, just why? You know what I mean? I do. I, I remember now where I was going with that, that if uh... – if there's where the disturbed areas are, if there's, you know, it, it could be because like maybe there were multiple deposits or, you know, like people coming back to it over, over the time, maybe they're coming back over time to, you know, to fortify or, you know, to fix, or maybe even as sea levels rising that they, you know, have to, you know, do certain things for for that or whatever, but maybe just like, that's why there's a jumble of so many different aged pieces that they find. But I'd like to see a more definitive timeline of, especially if we know that the uh, the swamp is being put together around 1220. If that's if that's accurate, that's just that's so ridiculously amazing. Right. I so, mean, just that in itself is amazing. So Neil, if you have blue, so, blue clay, which is waterproof, and you have a disturbance there in 1680, and you know it's waterproofing, you know it's a plug for something. Right. And I think when they showed. When they were digging at the eye, even though they told us they were digging at the eye, I think they were a lot lower. I don't think they dug where they're showing us the eye is, actually is. That was my other situation. Right. I thought they were a little lower. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Still... No, I, I agree. Yep. But uh, I, I'll... Uh, I... I, I, they've got so much. Uh, they've got so many good directions to go that I think that this season is just like it can't miss. You know, even if they want to, like, you know, to, like blow off certain, you know, things or, uh, you, or, or like, you know, not, you know, even if things don't follow through, like with the silver or whatever, that it it, it won't matter because there's so many other great things that they're going to like even stumble into if not just like fully like grasp and like you know, hunt down some of these things with like really good new information. Yep. Tom Burns says, even if the 1200 date is off by 200 years, either way, it's still significant. Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And the RD says it's only inevitable. Yeah. I mean, as time goes on, we have to find 
something that ties in eventually. What that eventually yeah. is, I have no idea. And we don't know if they use the eye to keep on depositing, to get things in and out. Well, if mm-hmm. it's disturbed in the eye, which they didn't dig, that's what I had other photos of, that people going in and out of the vault, maybe that's the start of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, if there was some way to be able to uh, uh, visualize what the island would have looked like during that time too, I wonder if that would like help, you know, like make it easier to like understand like what they were working with and like so what really would be underground there. Right, and a lot of people tell so, me, well, uh, Zena's map they're showing it as a full island, John, in that year, or it is a distance. It's two islands a long time ago. It wasn't one island. If they made the island in 1220, that means they, right. made the, they made the island. That means they closed the island off in 1220. I'm telling mm-hmm. people when they PM me and see the full island on Xena's map, is Xena's map is a plan. Mm-hmm. The island was two islands, but when they drew this plan, it was with the islands together as a plan. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Yep. It's like it's a plan that they're going to do. They called it the marsh. They called it the dam in the front. But if they really drew it as it was that day, it was two islands. This is like a plan that you show somebody, your investors, or say, yep. "This is what I'm going to do with these two islands. We're going to close it off. We're going to put this vault system in." And blah, blah. You got to have a plan. Like uh, Oliver says, this is not three guys digging holes on a Sunday afternoon. This is not 10 guys in a canoe uh, full of bourbon uh, digging holes all over the island. This is is a planned big project. Yep. Definitely. And all, and it's not just like in one spot. It's like it's the entire island is rigged. Yep. You know that that's what the, even that angle of it is spectacular. You know, so when when the full story is like is like, and it, I think it's going to come fast and furious when the you know when it's like being put together that it's uh um it, it, it's going it, to and through so many different fields too. Not to mention, uh, I, I think it'll like. Uh, who it potentially could highlight in like past historical figures too is going to be really interesting. You know, yep. I think it's got a, I think it's got a chance to change a lot of stuff. Yep, I think so, too. Uh, Tom Burns says turn the year twelve twenty to thirteen oh three, and you have the exiting Templars from Europe. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Very well yep. said, Tom. Very well said. But like I'm saying too, like uh, Neil is saying. If they start ever finding anything, it will go mm-hmm. quick for that certain treasure. I mean, we don't know how many treasures are on the island. We don't know if it's a vault that they frequent and deposited and got things mm-hmm. in and out of. We have no idea. It will change the world. It will change how we already think about Christopher Columbus, Neil. I already think about Christopher Columbus. Yeah, right, 1492, yeah. right. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, let's throw that one out. 
he was like the last guy that made it over here. <laughs> you know, it's like 1492. I don't think so. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, uh, one thing that is kind of interesting, though, uh, about the Columbus, uh, since you bring him up, though, is uh, if you know any of his history, like he, of who he asked to fund his his trip. And eventually it was, uh, it wasn't like his own country or what, but I always thought, I wonder if it was like, a some, uh, you know, somebody with the knowledge of, uh, Oak Island that like, was like, yeah, we'll, we'll send you over there because they knew that they, they knew how to get there. <laughs> yep, and, uh... So there probably was a, a contemporary of the Oak Island, uh, with the, that connected to, uh, Columbus. <laughs> yep, my friend uh, Jeff Irving, his uh, theory that uh, Columbus uh, had family tiles in there, and he was uh, um, sent to Oak Island uh, with the Ark, you know what I mean? Huh. I've never thought of that. Was, that's, a, that's fun to think about. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was part, part, of the, uh, part of the family involved with that. And, um, yep. Uh, Jeff Irving's theory is all about uh, Christopher Columbus helping him uh, do this uh, treasure or bring this treasure over, and uh, uh-huh. that is his theory. But yeah, I don't think these oh. these guys are are given X's on the island, you know, like Corian yeah. and Christopher and all the rest of them. They are putting X's down, but some theorists. They give you the theory, but they don't say, well, it's over here. They just give you the whole theory. Yeah, they brought it over. They got it here. But, guys, where is it? I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? You got a 140-acre island. Put the X right. on it. Where, where is it? So that's what a lot happened with the researchers this year, That uh, like with Corian and Christopher. They gave them two Xs on both sides of the uh, swamp. One X was when the backhoe broke the hose and they found a rock uh-huh. and then we didn't hear anything. <laughs> then we didn't hear anything uh, about it. And then mm-hmm. on the other side, when they were digging, they um, said, Spooner said, well, this could be over 300 years old. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Well, when uh, when when they dug that one hole that Aaron had suggested to him, yeah, I'm unclear about this part. I'm hoping you could help me out. Was uh, so, you know, they say they could, they didn't, they didn't find anything. Um, but um, is it possible that like when dot to dot, uh, when Mike was doing uh, figuring out, somebody suggested to him in the comments that if you, you know, that maybe they had like a different unit of measurement for like how big of a foot was. And so like, there's some change, you know, variation on, uh, the measurement that way that would that have made a difference? Is that true? Or I, I, I'm unclear. What was that again? Did that make sense? Okay. So was, was Aaron's measurement that she gave, did it, uh, take into consideration that it would be a, uh, shorter foot? When uh, so that like maybe her her ex was like yeah. would have been slightly off because it didn't have that consideration. Not sure, not sure on that. Not sure. Okay, I, I, I was unclear to, too. I was. I know you're saying go 524 feet, but is that feet or yards or whatever it is? You know, in French and the long. Well, even I think that Mike uh, from dot to dot uh, had uh, had figured out that uh, um, 
that the foot that we use in modern day and the foot that they would have been using during the time of this map um, and the creation of uh, of the island structure that it was a that it was there was like maybe the foot was a little bit shorter. I'm not 100% yeah. sure if it was shorter or larger. Or they measured in rods, they measured in feet, they measure in who the heck knows, you know what I mean? But there could be a difference that right. uh, that she could have been too far out or too short above. Yeah, I hear you. Correct. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So it could be that she was right and it was just like that little detail was like overlooked or something. So I think that she, she I think her information is, is or... The angle, at least, the, I think that her idea of uh, what she was following through with, I think is absolutely right. So it just needs more, you know, uh, de- uh, you know, fine tuning with specifics, and that it, that will clear everything up. So, so dot the set, dot yep. says it's longer. It would be longer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I always I couldn't remember which way it was. <laughs> they had bigger feet back then, I guess. <laughs> yep, but uh, so it's unbelievable. I mean, everything can be interpreted different. I mean, uh, but I think we're getting closer, and um, it just helps that everybody gets involved to solve this thing. I mean, we're not getting any kind yep. of reward out of it. Everybody wants to solve this thing to see what's there. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. It's like solve I this do. puzzle. Let's see what it is. And go from there. But we get so many yep. different tangents of we find one thing and it opens up 30 things that are more. You know what I mean? It just keeps on happening over and over yep. again. Well, and here's the best part. Uh, I think that we're playing with house money now because even if they, like, find the vault and or wherever that, you know, whatever the thing is it's holding it yeah. or, or was holding something when they find that vault uh even if it's empty and it's like a you know al capone uh like moment vaults moment you remember that show back in the yep. day yeah and and nothing there so you know what at least it was like ended the story you know it was disappointing but boom you it was like it, it like it ended the story and so you can you know go ahead and move on and so with this it's already win-win because even if they don't find anything there, the fact that like that whole island is sitting there with with its infrastructure and and uh, and, and you know what somebody or who a group of people did with this, I think that's the story. If, if at least you know, so uh, I don't think you know they, in that way this show could go on for another ten seasons. Yep, but uh, I think once. We start talking about, this is my own personal opinion now, Neil. Once we mm-hmm. start talking about silver, gold, and all yeah. the rest of it, that's TV. It always ends up right. sort of bad when you're starting to look for the treasure end of it. What I'm saying is, I know they say the history is important. If the treasure comes, fine. Or the relics, or whatever, how many yeah. people buried whatever they did on the island. But once they start going towards, you know, there's a boatload of silver, you know, silver, silver, silver. I really don't like it. It never ends great when they do that. Anything they found as far as gold, silver, doorknobs, lipstick tubes, knives, 
trinkets, trinkets, you know, little baubles with like the edging on them. It's like those are cool, but those those are just things that people drop, you know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, the treasure. when they start talking about silver, I sort of back off a little bit because yep. I want them to find everything. To tell you the truth, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a skeptic in that way. I want them the best. I want them to find everything. Yep. But I got to separate the show part to the science part. Yes. And I find it harder that they're more pushing the show part more because you only can so show so much of you with a broom and a dustpan on a, <laughs> on, on a rock. They only can right. show, they only can show so many drill holes. You know I mean? Oh, there's the drill going yeah. down and they put it in the sausage casing and boom, they put it on, the, <laughs> they put it on the table. No, we didn't find nothing here. I like it. <laughs> I like it when that guy Stevenson, I'm trying to find them. He had a little interpretation from somebody on the cipher uh, from Zena's uh, map that they said, well, go to this angle, go to that angle off of Nolan's cross, go 45 feet, uh, whatever feet it was this way, and 40 feet below on this point, boom, there it is. Okay? Mm -hmm. They had the interview in the war room. They got the drill. They drove the drill right to his spot where he said it would be. Boom. They, right. they drilled a hole. Nope. Nothing. Okay. Boom. They drilled the second hole. Boom. Nothing. But yet, yep. like some of the cartoons that you see and everything, they could have drilled down the 40 feet. But six inches after that, that's what it would have been. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. You can see it like right next to it <laughs> in a cartoon. Yeah. And like, yep. we never saw any kind of. <laughs> side tunnels okay you drill all these right. holes you drill all these holes you can't put cameras down all these holes because it's such a mess in mud even if you had strobe lights at a thousand power luminance you still can't see yep. because it's so disturbed and so mudded up we could not see one side tunnel but only you can see a side tunnel by their sonar or by their uh, seismic testing that we saw voids, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So we could have yep. missed all kinds of side tunnels uh, throughout all this process also. Didn't they find one, one time when they had, uh, when they had the uh, heavy equipment operator up on that crane and he was digging down and it was kind of precarious on the edge and, you know, you, and they kind of were looking over the edge and they, you could see that there was like, that they had like cut through a tunnel. Do you yeah. remember that episode? Yeah, in the uploads, in, in the uplands when uh, Rick went in the bucket, yeah. Right. So, um, you know, they just said, all right, too dangerous to be over in here or whatever. And, yep. and so, like, but never any follow-up or, like, potentially, like, diagramming what like, what that tunnel would have been and where it was going to and from, and or at least the direction or, you know, and a depth. And, you know, it's like all that information right there that they could have like broke down. I know it's a TV show and that they got to like do it, you know, a certain way, but you know, some of that kind of detail would have been really interesting. Steve, you know, Steve has all that. Yeah. Steve with his GPS staffer has all that. I'm pretty sure just like when you saw him get the wood off the wood railing, 10 foot below the mm -hmm. sea level in the swamp, 
he puts his GPS pointer right on them things. So we can go right back, right. you know, go right back to that same situation. They're just not going to dig something out like that and have no information at all. Just bury it up again and we'll dig it out again right. when we get another permit. No, Steve, right. Steve documents every spot, every dig, because he's going to be making a 3D map of this island. Yep. And he will need every point with the GPS when it's exposed, you know, until yep. they have to shore that up to get down into that tunnel in the uplands. That's a whole new other project because that was in the uplands and all that was mm-hmm. caving in, as you saw on the TV program. So that needs all to be supported. Right. And um, it's just so time consuming, you know what I mean? Uh, it is. They need to bring, once the COVID lifts, you know, knock on wood, um, it's, uh, you know, they need to get in there and they need to get all the drills out of there and just get in there with an army of uh, archaeologists with the, I know it's boring with the dustpan and the broom and mm-hmm. just like start sweeping, that, have Gary walking around on their little piles with this little detector and like sweep that whole island clear in that way and, until you can see what what they were, you know, what they were hiding, you know, what they covered up later, what they were, what their uh, infrastructure was for putting it together. And I think then you just like, you'll be able to see exactly what it is. Yeah. And also the older homes that been there, they never look for any older homes or any other homes that have been on the foundation. Sure. We heard about Ball and McGinnis. Yeah. But you know, there's, there was other homes on there um, in the past. And also, like Tom Burns says, sometimes, you know, as the island progresses uh, centuries after centuries, they build things on top of each other. You know what I mean? It just buried. Right. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Oh, underneath yeah. this underneath this 30 foot, there's a house there. Well, why? Well, who the heck knows why? You know what I mean? Yep. Well, you know, when they found that one, uh, when they were following that one uh, trench and it kind of led into where they felt like it was, they couldn't get the camera down in there and it was, uh, you know, they, they, they thought it would like open up and maybe a little bit, um, you know, who knows, maybe that's like an, an old, old foundation or basement of a house that, that used to be there that you're talking about. You know, there, I, I, I want to see the 3d map that you were describing that, that they're putting together. I can't wait till they come out with that. Again, those kind of visuals, I think like lend themselves to a lot of like intuitive, uh, uh, you know, well, solving. Ba- well, basically, so. basically, they want to strip this island down to the twelve hundreds. That's my personal opinion. Yes, that's what I hope they do. <laughs> let's let's strip this island, a three D map, what this island looked like, what the ground looked like in the twelve hundreds. Yep. Exactly what the elevations were, what was going on here in the twelve hundreds, and work up. Yep. You know what I mean? Now, I mean, we see what we see now in 2021. But looking back is the whole secret of this whole thing. You know what I mean? Like all the the wharfs going off for Sam Ball or Captain Anderson's had big ships coming in to get cabbage or whatever the heck they were hauling in and out. But why pick this 140-acre island for such an endeavor? You know what I mean? Why? Because I think that in 1200, I think it was literally in the middle of nowhere. And that that it was the most, uh, you know, it it literally was the best place to put something. (laughs) Yep, it it was hidden. It was hidden 
in the back. The island is yep. hidden from the back. But uh, I don't know. It just keeps on going and going. Neil, I thank you for calling in. It was great. Hey, thank you for talking with me tonight. Great. Love your show as always. Yep, great talking to you. Like I said, I won't be on this weekend. It's July 4th. That's why I popped on tonight. And it was great convo. Yep. I thank you so much. Thank you. All I'll right. talk to you another time. Yep, call again. No problem, Neil. All right. All right thank bye you. Bye-bye. Bye. Fantastic. Unbelievable, guys. Yup, Tom Burns. Anything in the money pit area, 50 to 90, is recycled spoils. Over and over. Over and over, Tom. Over and over. Well, here I thought I'd have a short uh, show. And I don't know where the heck we are here. That was a great call by Neil. All you guys give a great call. We just shoot the uh, chit-chat. And somebody was complaining I was repeating myself. What do I say all the time? Do you know what I mean? Is that bothersome or what the heck do I say? Yeah, I guess I say do you know what I mean because I'm asking all you guys instead of asking you a question. And um, so we're going to button it up. I want to thank everybody for coming in tonight. Good old time. Yeah, I think I said 30 minutes, Judy. I don't even know how long I've been on. I have no idea. But, uh, like I said, we find out something new. We'll be on next week. If not, not this Saturday, but the Saturday after. And we'll get something going. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. And remember, guys, what am I going to say? Always go forward. You may get a setback. But go forward. Believe in your dreams. Age means nothing. Just go for it. Life is too short. You be positive and you be mentally strong here in this crazy, crazy world. If not, you get some help and you move on. Don't look back. Move on. You guys stay safe. Be positive. Uh, Good night. Uh, Watch my posts. in the face, Facebook uh, Quest group, YouTube, I thank you so much. The podcast world, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for uh, Judy to come on tonight. Thanks for all you guys uh, supporting me. Thanks for you guys interacting with me tonight. You guys are the best. You guys are the best in the group. You're just fantastic. I thank you. And good night. Bye-bye.